other words, give it to somebody else and I fucking cut your throat. Hey, it doesn't say age limit, does it? I think you have to be in school, though. What? what is oh. <laughs> Hold on. His kangaroos playing with his balls. the hell? Why is he juggling his... What are those? Why are they so able to move like that? Bob, I'm hoping you're recording everything. Yep. Hey, this it's guy's like, dressed like my grandma. It's like one of those... No, it's one of those punching bags that you go... You know? Oh, yeah, he's just having a good time with that. <coughs> what is this? What? <laughs> oh, I can't stop. Yeah, it's like a zombie. Let's bring on the Twilight. Twilight, Twilight. It's even made by the same sort of, like, production company, Summit. Isn't that... That's Twilight, right? Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. That's Twilight, right? A lot of people making snide comments, and I, and I, I get it. I understand... You're all afraid that Twilight might be actually a good thing. Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. Bring on the Twilight. It's good for the right people. For me, it's great. Twilight, Twilight. Bring on the Twilight. Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. Twilight. Anyways, um, does that make sense? Tear your throat out. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Zombies Ate My Podcast with me, Rick Piven. My hosts with me, Bob Fournier. Hi, Rick. It feels like I haven't talked to you in forever, so I brought a joke. All right. What do you got? All right. What is a zombie cow's favorite meal? Mm, grains. Or, no, wait, wait. Grains. You didn't say it right. It's grains. No, <laughs> All right. And then we also have Ryan, number one Twilight fan, Murphy. You know what? I've just got to say... Um, Twilight, because I'm contractually <laughs> obligated to mention it in every podcast I ever do. Also, Big Macs. But, um, you know what? Somebody needs to take Bob to task and just edit together all his bad jokes. I think that's a hell of a lot worse than all, all the Twilight is, love I'm throwing around. need to listen to the beginning of all the Zamp episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Twilight. we also have, um, over there, uh, where hurricanes and earthquakes happen all the time, uh, Mr. Page. Howdy, fellas. And Ryan, I knew you should have said the words Twilight the other day. I knew that that was going to come back to bite you. Man, Twilight's the shit. <laughs> just keep adding oh, just keep, Yeah, I was going to say, keep digging your grave, Ryan. Keep you know what? I, I'm doing Bob a favor. I'm, giving, <laughs> I'm keeping him busy. <laughs> I appreciate that. But seriously, right. seriously. Great. <laughs> Cows don't talk, Bob. <laughs> They would, just, they would just say moo. <laughs> no, they go moo. Okay. All Everyone right. stop listening now. <laughs> Why don't we journey into the news? Are we still doing that? Come on. <laughs> I almost forgot has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right. Uh, so this week in zombie news, um, Bob, zombies go to college? Only the smart ones do. 
Okay. Uh, well, no, seriously, there is a zombie scholarship being awarded to the scholarship expert or awarded from the scholarshipexperts.com, offering a $1,000 zombie scholarship for people who want to bring the help to make the living stay living once the dead walk the earth. Um, there are some rules. <clears throat> you must be 13 years of age or older. Be a legal resident of the 50 United States. Sorry, Ryan. Crap. You have I was to be... crapped up. I, I was already uh, disqualified from the first one there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you must not like Twilight. If you're under 13, you shouldn't be on the show. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> um, you have to be enrolled in an accredited uh, post-secondary institution of higher education, which I believe just means college. Damn it. And you also have to submit an online short written response for the topic. Imagine that your high school or college has been overrun with zombies. Your math professor, the cafeteria ladies, and even your best friend have all joined the walking dead. Use your brain to flesh out a plan to avoid the zombies, including where you would hide and the top five things you would bring with you to stay alive. Which brings me to an interesting question, and I want to ask the expert himself, Lou Page. My first interesting question really quick would be, is this this week's dead decision? (laughs) (laughs) Did they write it for us? I think they might have. Lou, I want to know, though. You're the expert here. Five things you bring with you. What is it? A baseball bat, a first aid kit, uh, food, and a bottle of water that I could reuse over and over again, and some kind of armor thing to protect my arm from any bites case i have to defend myself can't count food as one item <laughs> yeah you can you can count like a burger <laughs> or a taco i, I can't count food <laughs> as an food, item fine i will burger, carry mres uh that's why i asked you lou because you had it right on the top of your head man you were ready for this thing He's got a bug bag right beside his computer. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. He's ready to go. So this is kind of weird. Like, you actually get a scholarship for being ready for the undead hordes. Where was this shit when I was in school? Yeah. No kidding. I have a couple things I got to say about this. First of all, you know, which college are you at that the math professor is your cafeteria lady? I mean, come on. That doesn't make much. Oh, there's a comma there. Uh, (laughs) Hold on a second. Ryan, learn how to read (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> See, I thought we talked about this pre-show. We're not supposed to talk about me not being able to read. <laughs> I should not have made fun of people who can't read. I apologize. <laughs> I told uh, you. Oh. But I did have a real point. So this is basically an essay contest. There's no real merit about... Is that how scholarships work? It's been so long. Um, I didn't qualify or get any scholarships in high school, so I have no idea. Mm. All right. Well, I, I still take yeah. college classes, so I'm po- hoping that maybe I'm still eligible for this. Oh, oh, Lou, you would win. Does, Lou, you would win hands down. It doesn't say age limit. It says age lower limit, so you have to be 13 years or older. I think I fit into the older, and I'm enrolled in a college and take classes when it's affordable. This would make it affordable if I could get this scholarship, so... You should do, totally you... do that shit. <laughs> Where does the $1,000 go to? Does it have the to school. go towards... It goes oh, okay. to school. Okay. Did you, you not know? read what, what I just said? <laughs> no, Scholarship. no. Scholarships go to schools. It does. I know, but it doesn't say that specifically in the text. I think I, the word scholarship implies where it goes. Right. I'll stop being stupid. Um, that was a... Yeah, that was a no-brainer. <laughs> um yeah, don't have to worry about me. I'm like Homer Simpson. The zombie just knocks on my head and moves on. Yes. <laughs> that's a good, good, good. That's awesome. Yeah. But no, right. this is interesting. That was very good. 
Well, why don't we find out um, what zombies would do during Black Friday with uh, Lou Page? So, I'm guessing we've all seen George Romero's classic Dawn of the Dead. Yes. And you've have you ever wondered what it looks like would look like for a Black Friday in a zombie mall? Yep. Well, a bunch of uh, film people put together a comedy special that pastes together all the scenes of Dawn of the Dead with Black Friday sales going on. Oh. And it's quite funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, you have, like, all this stuff going on, like, from the actual scenes in the movie, like you were talking about, Lou, but they add, like, the, like, 80% off coats and, like, you know, when the people are just going crazy and stuff like that. And they oh. say, slashing prices, and you watch machetes <laughs> going to zombies' heads, and you're like, wait. <laughs> I love my favorite. That, that, that fits together way too well. My favorite part is the free parking, and then you hear the thud from when that thing hits the zombies. <laughs> I was gonna say like this. This works really well, um, and and George A. Romero is probably like just loving this shit because this is this was his original like sort of we're all zombies, right? The whole mall yep. setting and whatnot. Um, I think the the, the they kind of lost track of what they were doing with this because I think it works for the first 30 seconds. It's actually quite funny. And then the last 30 seconds is just poorly done Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, the best and products. It works so, well until the zombie walks by with Spyro's adventure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing is great. It works as if like a mall actually did a commercial using the walking dead or sorry. Um, what is this? What is this movie? Dawn called? Of the Dawn of the dead. You, Oh, it's right there. Damn it, I was hoping to redeem myself on this one. But Ryan, yes. you, you may be voted off the island tonight. <laughs> God. Please. I'm, don't, what, I don't know. Deals how. to die for, guys. Give there you, are deals me, to die for. Give me your torch so I can extinguish it. Thank you. Don't use the coconut to extinguish my torch. Um, no, this this is really cool. I really like this. I, I Like I said, I was getting a kick out of the first half of it, but the second half was kind of like, okay, guys, this is almost like a separate video done by poor not very good people. I don't yeah, know. The, yeah, the second half looks like a very bad like Saturday Night Live sketch. Like not like a sketch, one of them pre-recorded ones where they would do bad Photoshop in it and stuff. It just doesn't look great. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't we talk about the uh, whatever the CERN zombie apocalypse horror movie thing is? Uh, Ryan, why don't you uh, why don't you talk about that? Sure. So um, this is a short film. Uh, centering around zombies at the large uh, hadron hadron collider i know what it is i'm just trying to pronounce it correctly yeah at cern which i believe is like the location <laughs> of the lhc and um it's focuses around like a group of students who um have to protect themselves against zombies which are basically maintenance workers turned by the uh large hadron collider turned on so that's an interesting premise, but what's made even cooler is that the movie is shot at the Large Hadron Collider by students who are actually working there. And um, CERN has actually given them the go-ahead to release the movie and saying, yeah, we're totally cool with you guys running amok in our maintenance tunnels. So, I mean, I, I just... They're not officially endorsing the film, it says. They, oh, they're they, not... They, it's filmed there, and they're not going to make a stink about it but they're not officially saying that we approve of the film oh okay well i i meant basic yeah you lose correct he's I'm, as uh, usual yes 
I just meant that basically they say it's not affiliated, but they were cool with them sh- shooting. Yeah, it's things. actually filmed there. Which I think is is it just adds to the greatness of this thing. And it's going to be released online, I think, in November. Yes. That'll be sweet. Which they have three days, so. They're... It, it <laughs> looks like it's going to be one of those interesting things where some of it looks like people can't act, and then a couple scenes later you see some people, and it looks like they can act. So expect your really bad indie with your moderately okay indie. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The acting was good, and, and the... Well, it was hard to tell whether the zombie effects were that great, but there was a lot of good editing in there. So yeah, it was really dark too. Um, like you were talking about, it's it's kind of hard to tell, but I I don't know. It seems kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll have to review it. Now the other thing that looks interesting is um, the uh, ASAP Science team. I guess uh, made a zombie apocalypse. Uh, video for YouTube on how the zombie apocalypse, the virus, could actually happen. But a side note is that on the side of the screen, by the same company, I also have the science of orgasms, the science of superheroes, and the science of lucid dreams. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, YouTube. <laughs> Man, we got some watching to do. <laughs> right? I think we do. That's. I think that's my list that I put in for me to watch later. So apparently... This this video, I was just kind of skimming through it right now. It's like an old science video almost where they essentially explain how there could be a virus that gives the same effect as the zombie apocalypse. Huh. Yeah, it explains that the dead won't be coming back to life. But right. something like in 28 Days Later where there was a virus that caused rage and homicidal behavior and cannibalism could be realistic. And it explains... The concept of how it would transfer through your nose, probably. Yeah. Because that would be the closest way for it to get to your brain. Which is crazy. And, like, um, okay, I don't know if you guys know this, but beyond the, the frontal cortex in the ventromedial hypothalamus next to the amygdala. Stop talking, Bob. Um, I think Bob no. just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Bob just stroked out for a second there. He's back. Bill Cosby? Hey, Jello Putin. Putin. So this this is pretty cool though because like Lou was saying it's more like 28 days later where you just it gets into your brain and you lose full control over you know your your whole entire like your reactions like you don't recognize family uh, you start getting aggressive uh, you just want to feed that kind of thing it it kind of it makes sense almost in a way you know what I mean like that's probably how it would happen it wouldn't be the dead returning. Or, I mean, it might be, but, I mean, this makes more sense, which is also scarier, because those 28 Days Later zombies, whew. Oh, they're yeah. fast. See, the, the dead returning always weirded me out, because a skeleton coming out of the ground probably doesn't have a brain or muscles to use its body. Mm. That, that exactly. Always, that always got me. I was always like, how how would that work? Like, you watch the Thriller music video, and all those zombies come out of the ground, and I'm like, that's not... That's where you're getting your info from? Thriller? That's... All of my info is from Michael Jackson videos. If Michael Jackson was was a visionary, my good friend. (laughs) You want to go back down this road again? And those zombies... (laughs) Those zombies danced. And they danced the night away. And then there was a werewolf for some reason. I... Zombie Michael Jackson man. (laughs) He was a werewolf, I thought. Yeah, yeah, he was a zombie when he was dancing at some points, and then at the end, turned into a werewolf. The fuck? <laughs> Michael Jackson. If, if that baffles your mind, I hope you've never seen Return of the Living Dead, because that damn movie just makes no sense, yeah, except it that you laugh at. 
Except you'll laugh at it. Yeah. All right. Now, real quick, Ryan, what's going on on Twitter here? Because uh, I didn't read it. <laughs> okay. Well, the tweeter, I, I added this last minute, so I do not blame you personally. Um, uh, last I week, do. okay. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob's going to have some choice words for you after the show. Bob, give me uh, a I'm going to extinguish it. <laughs> oh, man, me too. But you, you continue to do the soundboard. Okay. <laughs> so just like last week, just disappear for a bit. I almost had to. Uh, go ahead. Anyways, um, uh, on Twitter I saw that uh, someone locally had uh, called out our local power um, utilities company saying, are you prepared for a zombie attack? Um, specifically referencing um, Nova Scotia power that had an actual uh, fact on their website. Fact. How do you pronounce that? Frequently fact. asked questions. Fact. F A. Sounds I, like you're saying a bad word. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> fact you. Oh, fact. So this is in Halifax. That's how yeah. They, that's how they swear in Boston. Fact. <laughs> yes, fact. it is. Boston Yad. Fact. Anyways, um, uh, yeah. So someone had asked. Uh, the guy was from Halifax, Nova Scotia, but I think it's Nova Scotia altogether. Okay. Holy crap. Um, Anyways, he asks, if zombies took over Earth, how long could you guys keep supplying power to survivors? Would mim- windmills just keep turning? And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's pretty hefty answer. I mean, they it's not like the guy said, oh, we'd be fine. We'd be able to last this long, this long, this long. Um, there's paragraphs of stuff. They have actually created diagrams specifically referencing how zombies are out of reach from the – Power poles, I guess, is what it's saying. Yeah, but, the, uh, well, yeah, the wind turbines would need um, some sort of electricity to keep them going and stuff like that. So they, it's cool. They have a whole plan. Like they, It's like they actually answered this in a serious manner. Yeah, now, they say, we feel we're ready if or when the zombie outbreak occurs. Now, the so, part that everyone's skipping over here is they called the power company and they were like, yeah, I'll give you a serious answer instead of, what the fuck are you asking the power company well, that? that's so cool, though. Like, Okay, I think the reason, like, Bob, uh, Bob's right. It is cool. And I think the reason they do it is because this is, like, outreach and it's it's from an online point of view. So I'm pretty sure this isn't, like, the manager, like, I don't have time for these questions. I got to uh, manage it. I think if I called public service in New Hampshire, they would hang up on me. <laughs> yeah, but if you submitted it via social media and their social media guy got a hold of it, like, for example, the Peterborough Utilities, well, uh, Peterborough, where I live, the Twitter account was like, this is a great idea. And, and they even went on to say a funny tweet by Nova Scotia Power, unsure if Pug or Peterborough Utilities Group is ready for zombie attack, but we are checking. Well, your homework for next week, Ryan, ask your power company if they're ready. I will. I will. And follow. I want to hear back from you. I'm gonna I think the they were just taking a uh, page out of the um, uh, what's it called in Atlanta? The damn it! CDC. Thank you, <laughs> CDC's pay- playbook because they've been talking about zombies in the CDC website for oh, about a year yeah. now. Yeah, we actually well, talked about that for a little bit too. Yes, we did. In one of our yeah. first episodes. But I guess I guess windmills would make sense. They obviously would keep going, and they would pr- keep providing power. And yeah, zombies can't climb telephone poles unless they're from wor- the uh, World War Z movie. Stack well, up. They, they just stack up like water. They, just... they would have no interest in in the power stations unless somebody was like, say, hiding on top of a windmill, which is pretty unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, would, like, it... they would get cut in half. Yeah, but if someone was like 
say climbing up a, a hydro pole to get away from the zombies, then maybe the zombies would be able to like break the pole or something. Yeah, possibly. I thought this was I don't know, I just think this was cool. Like to have anyone from the company respond back to a letter and make it like a serious answer, even though you know he's joking. Like he, he makes like a serious attempt at answering this guy's question. It's it's really cool to see businesses and companies like that, you know, partaking in this, you know, huge like I don't know, this whole social trend, I guess you could call it. Well, I mean, it's role-playing. Half our show is role-playing with Weapon of Choice and Dead Decision. So that's half the fun of the zombie mythos, right? It's just just playing around with it, right? Yeah. I'd also like to say that if you scroll all the way to the bottom, he does have a list of useful resources. And I think we've had like half these resources on the show. (laughs) (laughs) There's a mention of the zombie preparedness with the CDC – uh, the World uh, Zombie Survival Guide, and I think this 10 Essential Tips for Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse, I think we actually used that article earlier this year. Awesome. I think so as well. <laughs> that means we're prepared as well. I, all I know is when this outbreak happens, I'm going to find Lou Page. <laughs> right? I will go to Lou's house. That's the first thing on my agenda. All right. Well, since Lou is the master of everything zombie, uh, this week we have his weapon of choice. Grab the shotgun. Everybody grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. Ooh. Ooh, sorry. Uh, now, Ew. now, Lou, sorry. you have you have big shoes to fill with last week's purse slash pots and pans selection that I had. Um, so, so, what journey did you go on? Oh. Uh, Lou almost forgot. Oh, I I got that. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Well, this week I took a playbook out of something I used to do as a child. Oh. When I would play with my friends and we'd all play war. Eventually, something would happen, and we'd end up without any toy guns. So we'd all have to improvise with weapons. Oh, People would would bring sticks, things like that. I would take all of my toy combat knives and then duct tape them to the end of poles and have a spear. Ah, the spear. And I thought, you know, if zombies were outside and I had barricaded myself in my apartment... I would be on a second floor with no way out. And the only way out would be the window. How am I going to get the zombies on the ground and get away? Well, I can take kitchen knives, duct tape them to the end of a pole, and I can stab zombies in the head from the second floor window and get away. That's and I thought, I thought, you know, a knife you got to get too close, but if you tape, tie, or in some way, shape, or form, mount the blade onto the end of a broomstick, um, a tension rod in your bathroom for the shower curtain, or something like that. You could extend it, and you could stab a zombie in the head, and then slowly pick them off one by one. Lou, I just thought of it. They sell those paint rollers that extend up to, like, 15 feet, and they contract back down to, like, four Yep. Uh, yep. We need to get those. Add them to your bug bag. <laughs> what's, I, what's a bug bag? A bug bag is like a bag filled with essentials if you like need to go. Like not to the bathroom, but go is <laughs> it's filled with bugs. This bug bag's full of toilet paper and air freshener. Well, you should have that. And magazines. I don't have them in a bag. 
So the zombie apocalypse is very boring. You didn't need those magazines. I like this idea though, not the bug bag toilet paper thing, but <laughs> the spear. It's, it's practical. So, it's so simple, yet it's it, it'll work. Like you, even if you're like hand to hand combat, like if you're not even like barricaded in, it's perfect. Like you just stab them. You know what I mean? And you're still like a good four feet away. You, you, that's oh, a good idea. I mean, the other thing that I was thinking of is not just kitchen knives, but my wife is a knitter. But I thought a knitting needle on the end of a stick would do the same idea. Yeah, I mean, I like the the combat knife, though. It seems more secure. Well, I mean, you don't want to lose your combat knife if it gets stuck because you're doing it with a spear. But, like, I think if you had, like... How many kitchen knives do you have? Like, I've probably got, like, 20 or 30 in the kitchen. <laughs> what are you doing with all those knives? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like doing dishes. Lay off. <laughs> I just have a, I have a knife block full. I don't know. Maybe 12? Well, I have a knife block, and then you have your standard, like, knife drawer where there's a bunch for, like, dinner and stuff. The knife block is for, like, butter knives. My knife block has steak knife sections. Right. So I used, I used to have a fancy. knife block with 27 knives in it, plus what was in the drawer. I don't think I would ever need more than two knives to ever do anything. Yeah, for like the home shopping that we're talking about. <laughs> 20, here. 27 knives? That's a lot it of It was knives. a gift. Someone bought it online, and it was one of those like... <laughs> you look like you like knives. knives. And it came in a block with like 27 of them. Well, to bring it all back, here's the one thing I'm worried about. <laughs> the stick or pole, whatever you're using, breaking. Because Ryan brought up a good point. What if you lose that knife or your, your knitting needle? No, knitting um, needles, I agree. Like, you're going to want to have a collection of throwaway things, like sharp throwaway items. So knitting needles, kitchen knives, butter knives. Is there anything else we're missing? Anything sharp, really. If you have a wooden handle to, like, a broom, you can just sharpen the end with one of those knives, and you don't have to lose the knife. You can just use the pointy end. Take out the middleman. Just or stick. you sharpen one side and you attach the knife to. I guess you could sharpen both sides too. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Jeez. Sharpen you are one tight. side and keep the broom on the other side. In case you need to sweep up a mess. You gotta <laughs> clean it up afterwards. <laughs> In case during the zombie apocalypse you're worried about dirt being on your floor. Well, I think it's my week next week, right? I believe so. Uh, I haven't done one in a yes. while. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna come up with something really good. This is it's gonna I don't know if I'll be able to top the spear. I like this idea a lot. I don't know if you could top purse. Kate, you know what I don't get is that Lou is so good at choosing weapons that to many would seem like no brainer, but he's just like no one thought of spear like, okay, we can all say a handgun, but I'm sure Lou can turn around and You just took mine for next week. And we we all have also come up with items that are good melee weapons, crowbars and stuff like that. I mean a crowbar, a baseball bat, any of that type of stuff is still lumped into the same category. Propane tank. <laughs> Propane tank explosions. Have we ever had a projectile item? I'll try one next week. I'll think about something. That Roman, isn't like... Roman candles. <laughs> oh, crap. I don't know what those are. It's a firework. Oh. I'm going to shoot fireworks at these zombies. I may have seen that on Jackass. Yes. It shoots little balls of fire. We used to play Roman candle tag when I was a kid. Anyway... Uh, let's let's go into the topic of the week. It's just a matter of time before they come looking. I'll bake a cake with pink frosting. Would they like that? Ain't nobody coming. Rick is. And when he gets here, he's gonna do nothing 
Not if he wants you and Bo Peep back. All right. From that and any other episode you've been listening to, you know we're about to talk about The Walking Dead. Um, I love, just from that clip, that Merle is always, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? This one, he's like, I will bake the cake. <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy. He is super amazing. crazy. Amazing. Amazing. I'm going to bake me a cake. I, I, you, you hate his character. Don't get me wrong. You, he's a complete jerk. But at the same time, you love watching him on the screen. He's so good right now. After this episode, I prefer him to the governor. Oh, yeah. Because the governor kind of pissed me off. Governor's getting a little it, it, weird it, for my taste. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. The governor is slowly taking a turn for the worst. When they first introduced him, you really kind of thought, well, maybe he's just a little weird. And now it's like, wait, I think he's just as crazy as the rest of them. Maybe like, wait, even worse. Wait, he's a dick. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, we should probably start at the beginning. Yes. Um, so, recap from last week. Um, Michonne ends up at the prison. Merle gets Glenn and Maggie. And boom, we're here. And Andrea and the governor continue to have sex. Yes. Now, <laughs> how... I my, my respect for Glenn just went up like 50 points, by the way, watching. Does that happen to anyone else? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, he, he proves that he's not just a, like a little chicken shit anymore. Like, if you watch from season one, he's afraid of a bunch of shit. And he doesn't want to do anything. And then you get to here, and he's just like, he doesn't say a word. He's not giving up his friends. And then zombie stuff happens. Yes. Dude. Oh, my God. That scene, I was freaking out. Yeah, that was actually, I was going to mention that, too. Like, when I was watching that, I think my heart was, like, kind of pounding a little bit more. Because I was like, come on, Glenn, get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you're really rooting for the guy. Strapped to a chair. Just leaves a freaking zombie in there. I kept thinking he was going to knock the zombie over and then sit down on the chair so the leg would just go through the zombie's head. I did not think that he was going to be able to break the chair and use it against the zombie. That was awesome. That was an awesome scene. Since he had a roll of duct tape around each arm. So that was a lot of duct tape. So Glenn, if, go ahead, Lou. I was going to say, if nothing else, the, the the Walking Dead has taught us that zombies can't bite through duct tape. Apparently, not. so <laughs> right if you're in a zombie apocalypse, wrap your arms in duct tape. Where was the first occurrence of this? That's when they were um, getting zombie when they were collecting zombies for um, that the Mel scientist guy to do testing on him. He was wearing duct tape on his forearm, and Merle was like, "Oh, I guess that does work, doesn't it?" Oh, okay. No, I yeah. must have missed that. When they, when they caught them all in the pit and they were yanking yeah. out their teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, for sure. The, oh, man, Glenn kicks some butt. And and Merle, he okay when he when he was just with the governor, and, and this applies to the governor as well. Before this episode, um, maybe not so much for Merle, but there was a point in this season where Merle and the governor, you kind of just thought, yeah, Merle's pissed at Rick. Maybe he's gotten a little humbler by losing his arm, and maybe maybe he finally re- realized that he was a racist dick, and even his brother thought that. Um, and he, they had all the right to leave him there. And, and even all the way up leading up to this, and he's been doing these bad things, and okay, he's definitely crazy. Um, there's a point in which at which Glenn says, like, we came back for you. Like, we all came back for you, and you were gone. You, like, we came back for you the next day, I think it was. And it, he kind of showed a flash of, like, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be so mean to these guys, but he's already he's already taken it to the next level. Yeah. Like and he's kidnapped he, these two people. 
And then he instantly turns back into a dick when he's like, oh, we got T-Dog with us. And he's like, oh, that's Spear Chucker, T-Dog. How's he doing? Like, he's dead. I hope he died a slow death. Yeah. Like, instantly back to racist dickbag. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like 10 minutes later, he's talking to a Hispanic guy, and I think there was a black guy outside, and it was yeah. like, really? Do you think that they would have your back if they just heard what you just said like five minutes ago? Yeah, he's... Yeah. That's why you... Uh, he's so good to watch, though, because you just... he It was like Shane at the end of last season, where you were like, I cannot stand this guy. He's such a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, he was just... You're, you're begging for someone to kill him. Yeah. You're like, but, come on. Kill him. At the same time, you love seeing him on the screen, too. You know what I mean? Like, you, I, that episode, my favorite parts were when Merle was on the show. Yes. Like, or, or mm-hmm. when he was, like, on the scene. It was great. And my least favorite part of the show is when this whole interrogating Glenn thing didn't work. And then they tried to, um. Then they tried to almost rape Maggie. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that was, okay. like, I, I was, wa- the entire time I was watching it, I was like, really? Is this really what we're going to do on TV right now? Are we really going to do this? It, I don't know if I've explained this on this podcast before, but, like, it, this is a gruesome show. And for me, like, you know, it doesn't bother me. Like, guts, killing, it's fine. Uh, it's a TV show. I get it. But when it comes to, like, rape and just, like, awkward sort of, like, sexual stuff, it just it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, same here. This whole scene with, like, take off your top. It's like, oh, God, not this. And, yeah. And she's just walking around without a top on and no bra and, like, covering her breasts. And it's just, like, it's the most awkward thing. And it was at that point, it was the point of no return that I realized, oh, this is why everyone was talking about how the governor is such a bad guy. Yeah. Because up until that point, he was just, he was protecting these people, doing his best to protect them. Maybe killing the army people was a bit rash, but. A bit rash? Okay, it was. I'm just saying it wasn't batshit crazy as to what he did to Maggie. Like, yeah. there was no reason for it. But even just, like, keeping his daughter alive, or not alive, but keeping his zombie daughter there, you know, all the stuff he's done up until that point, I could have I could have seen as, like, he's just overprotective. He's just, he's a little, you know, he's a little crazy, but he's not, like, out to get people. But then he's, like, he's so preoccupied with getting finding out the camp the writers knew what button this to push they knew if they showed you oh yeah they they know if they showed him beat her up not only would he look like a bad guy but it wouldn't provoke that kind of emotional response from the audience they'd be like oh yeah he's just a bad guy he's roughing up a woman yeah we've seen that on tv before this time he slams her face into that table and stands behind her and i was like oh god stop it right now yeah yeah tough to watch for sure yeah Lou, you, yeah, Lou, you hit it head on there. It's the writing. And, like, speaking of the writing, too, like, it's crazy how, how good the writing is because he gives Maggie back to Glenn, but first he, like, holds her and kisses her head and says, it's yeah, going to be fine. Yeah, everything's going to be okay. And then and I, does it with Andrea later in the episode. Yeah. Did you guys I catch think, that? Oh, yeah, he did this exact same thing to her. And I think the other reason why they didn't show him beating up Maggie is because we just watched Glenn get beat up for 20 minutes, and it just didn't want to be an episode of beating people up the entire time. Yeah. Well, I, I – the other thing is, though, that, like, now I'm I'm kind of thinking that – okay, there was a point in the show where um, when Glenn was being interrogated, he was, like, listing off people in his camp. And yeah. I he listed off people who were dead, 
yeah. and Andrea, right? And that's when Merle kind of smiled and kind of realized that he was not telling the whole truth, right? Did, did, right. did I, everyone else catch that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I think what's going to happen is, like, Andrea is going to find out what's going on when Rick and them get there. And she is going to kill the governor. Well, before before we get into our um, weekly right, weekly. what's going to happen? Sorry. Let's talk about Lou. I want to know how you feel about this. For a little bit there, Michonne lost her weapon. Were you worried? <laughs> no, not at all. I was scared for Rick, though. I thought she was going to kill him. I was. It was the first thing I thought of when he's like, "I'll keep this in a safe place." I'm like, yeah. "Oh God, Lou's going to be so sorry. upset." You can hear him groaning from me. <laughs> Um, so she Michonne gets right back in this episode, and she doesn't whine about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Rick, I mean, takes in Michonne, takes the precautions, and then finally gets the information out of her, and uh, he goes and leads the rescue party. Which <laughs> first, which, they, the rescue party is every guy from the, from the <laughs> prison except for Herschel and Carl. Yeah. Herschel's missing a leg, and Carl's twelve. Here's the um, best I part. I think the I think the uh, the redneck hillbilly. Prisoner the guy. The mustachioed guy? Yeah, I think he stayed behind because they show him tying up the fence. Yeah, he was okay. the one who got the fence up. Yeah. Um, so they end up in this cabin. Yeah, with some crazy dude who wants to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was like, what's going on? So they break into the, the cabin. They they look find the body of the dog or whatever it is. And yeah. then all of a sudden, they go to search the bed, and the guy gets up and pulls a gun on them. And he's like, I'm going to call the cops. And you're like, my house, I'm going to call the cops. Where have you been for a year? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was obviously batshit crazy. I mean, but it, it, it did sort of seem, it's almost like, I, I like the dynamic, but it was sort of like, okay, we need them to get away from this horde of zombies. The best way to do that is bait. And they're not going to kill one of their own. Right, so there right. had to be a crazy guy in there, but I could have also seen it working as if the cabin was completely empty, you know. Right. So I don't know. I, it was weird, and I think it's the first time we've we've seen like Michonne kill some random dude. Right. Not yeah. just like. Well, she killed some, the guys that were chasing her, but well, they yeah. they weren't random. They were trying to kill her. <laughs> they were randomly trying to kill her. The the other thing too that I thought was oh, pretty no, they were funny. <laughs> That was it's, nothing random about it. <laughs> the, the the past couple episodes, um, Daryl's been looking for Carol. Yep. And then they find her, and he's like, hey, what's up? Look, she's back. Let's go. Yeah, but there was like, a touching scene where like she realized that Rick's wife was dead, and, and they were all happy, happy. And then, oh, my God, where's Lori? Oh, the baby's here. Well, how but do no. we know she didn't go crazy in those couple days? She was in the closet. And then they're like, hey, hold this baby. We're leaving. <laughs> Spikes it. Right? She's like, how do we know she's not crazy? Well, she's she kind of showed emotion there. And, like, she was talking to her. I mean, that had, they had that whole prison scene where, you know, she was crying with Rick for a little bit, you know. Yeah. Obviously, she knows what's going on. Um, I don't think she was. Yeah, she wasn't gone. That, she was gone maybe a couple days. She couldn't have gone yeah. crazy that And then fast. there was the scene, too. Like, he also, like, you could tell there's something, like, they're building up to something between Daryl and Carol. Um. It's a cute couple name. Yeah, Daryl Carroll. Yeah. I think Car- that's going to be the deal breaker when they finally introduce yeah. the, nope. uh, Merle to his brother Daryl. It's going to be Daryl try- uh, Merle trying to force Daryl to change on all these people that he's yeah. followed. Oh, Merle's going down. We discussed this before. Merle is going to be killed by Daryl because Merle's going to try to do something 
stupid. Like he's already done something stupid. He has interrogated Glenn, and we all, all know that Daryl has a soft spot for this group. Yeah, right. And there's a reason why Daryl didn't completely freak out in season. I mean, there was a point in season two where he's kind of like talking to imaginary Merle about leaving the group, but he wasn't as broken up as you might expect. Well, when yeah, at the at the end of the second season, when Carol asked him about Rick. He said, you know, he's got us this far, you know. He definitely, he's definitely the right-hand man. He agrees with everything that Yeah, and I think when he was with Merle, Merle was essentially telling him what to do. Right, yeah. Like, he was the bitch. And now he's a part of something. So, yeah, yeah, and the episode ends with the little rescue party right at the gate. And then, obviously, the camera pans up over the gate. And Andrea's right on the other side. And you're like, oh, my God, mid-season finale next week. What? Did you also notice the giant black guy who looked like Mr. Echo from Lost carrying a bazooka? No. Oh, you yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. A bazooka. <laughs> he walked off the wall and he, like, passed Andrea and he had a bazooka on his back and he looked like he was 19 feet tall. And I was like, where have you been and why do you need a bazooka? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to also say I have one point of contempt that I've found so far with this season. Right. And that is that the town seems to have an unlimited supply of men. Yes. Because Michonne kills, what, seven of them yeah. in the woods? And we've seen about a dozen women and children. And then when conversation comes up, Michonne says there's about 75 of them. Yeah. So is that counting the dozen she's killed already? Because if it is, then that means there's like 50. And right. why do they have, seem to have an unlimited supply of guys guarding the gate? Well, I mean, I think the governor does his best to allow – to bring men into the group and limit women and children, right? So I don't think I, – I see where you're coming from. Like they seem to have an unlimited supply. But I think we're going to realize that in these coming episodes and maybe once the season's finished – these men are going to dwindle. Like, I, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know whether, like, Rick's going to go in there and kill everybody because he can't. Because they're all loyal to the governor. I mean, I'm not getting any vibes from the rest of the group at this town. Well, they have. And they're they, waiting for the governor to fall so they can prosper, right? Like, well, they, right. They, um, they seem to have really no idea what's really going on either. No one does. No one does in that town except for the governor himself. Right. So, right. predictions, now, real quick, for the next episode of mid-season finale. Do you guys think anyone is going to die? I think mm. someone might get shot, but they won't be dead. Like, in the... I don't know if you guys all saw the preview, but there's a, the preview at the end shows, like, a, like a gunfight yeah. between the Rick's party and the people in the, the camp, and Andrea's shooting at them with the governor. Yeah. So either she doesn't know it's them, or she's like, where have you guys been for eight months? I was dying. This is where I'm going to be now. You know what I mean? I think she didn't realize she was shooting at them. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Andrea is going to turn and go to the go to Rick's side. And I don't think okay. so. You don't think so? I think you, Andrea is dead. I think she's dead before you, the season's you out. Think, you think Rick maybe... You know, you think maybe one of Rick's group accidentally takes Andrea out? No, maybe? I think she's going to turn against them, and they're going to be forced to kill her. Shit, the the governor uh, puts out good. Then I guess is that what we're saying? Like, really, he must be there, so Ryan? damn good. I, I don't know. I just I don't get. Like, she's okay. If that's the case, then she's the new 
she's another one of you know a new Shane or another yeah. Merle because that is batshit crazy because the, what this guy is doing is totally yeah, yeah but wrong. See, she's feeling comfortable. She's starting to look like she feels love for the governor. She's got food. She's comfortable. She's got clothing. She's got a town. No zombies around. And now she's going to go back to the group where they're constantly fighting zombies and not safe? That, yeah. She also doesn't know half of what he's yeah, done. Yeah, I think she's going to learn. Right. Not mid-season, but I think towards the end of the season, she's going to learn what the governor's doing. She's going to find the daughter. All this other stuff's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to make her run away. We also got to think, too... The mid-season finale is going to have something shocking at the end. Because the mid-season finale of 2, wasn't it, we saw Sophia as a zombie? Or was it Rick killing Sophia as a zombie? Rick killing, yeah. Okay, oh. And that's how it ended. Yeah. And that was horrifying. So yeah. this has to end with something like that. Maybe someone gets shot and they're going to die. Or maybe Andrea does open that door and she sees the governor combing the zombie daughter's hair or something. Or maybe she sees that room full of uh, fish tanks full of heads. Based it's on how you described, something shocking. Well, can I, okay, can I give you my prediction real quick? Sorry, go ahead, Bob. Okay, this is what's going to happen according to Bob, uh, which is usually wrong. The Book of Bob. Yep. Yes. And um, <laughs> Book of Bob. <laughs> anyway, Book of Bob. Book of Bob. I think Andrea is going to find the daughter in the fish tanks and then turn around and see the governor, and he's going to, you know, they're going to have that awkward stare. And I think Merle's going to pin Rick down and put a gun to his head. And then you're going to black out and hear a gunshot, and you're going to have no idea what's going on. And I think when you come back, you find out Daryl shot his brother. But see, mm. Daryl doesn't use a gun. He uses a crossbow. He might just in this one scene. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, some like... way, shape, or form, he's going to kill Merle. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think we won't know until the next, when the season starts back up. But I think that's how it's going to end. Rick's going to get pinned down by Merle, and Merle's going to be like, oh, yeah, see what you did to me? Now look what I'm going to do to you. And then... It's going to fade to black, and you're going to hear some sort of gunshot. Or or what if Merle tries to pull the comic back in a little bit and pay Rick back for what happened to him? <clears throat> Cut off. Uh, do, do, do I say anything here? Ooh. Well, I mean, you pretty much spelled it out. <laughs> um, I, I, I see, yeah, some of those points. But I think based on how Rick described the preview, um, they are – and the way this episode ended, they are at – the town they are going in and that is going to be the story for yep. this episode and the whole episode is probably going to focus on that conflict you know they sneak in then eventually they get caught there's a firefight and then the i think the culmination of that firefight they'll probably get captured maybe but then i'm trying to figure like there's eight more episodes in the season so it can't conclude but you also can't stall the story because right. it's been so fantastic so far and just constantly moving forward so they can't get captured. That would just stall the the season. Yeah, it's a perfect no, pace right now. You know they can't they can't kill all the townspeople because that'll end the season, and they can't kill all of Rick and his survivors. Maybe they get in and they find the info they've been looking. It's so hard to predict. I mean, knowing this show, um, they are not going to kill the momentum, but it's so hard to predict what they'll do with that mindset. Yeah, right? I am excited for Sunday. Yeah, me too. That's when, when it ended. I said I turned to Ashley because Ashley's been watching the whole season with me, and she's not a big fan of gore, or zombies, or any of that stuff. But she's been digging it, and she's and I said I, I'm. This is I think this is the first time all season. There might have been one or two episodes where like I cannot wait till next Sunday to see yeah. this episode. The so, other scary thing is the I'm looking at it right now. The title of the mid season finale's episode is called "Made to Suffer." 
Ugh. So that could be that could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, That's, that could that could be anything. That could describe all. any episode this season. Oh, so that worries me. That definitely worries me. All right. Well, I hope someone doesn't die. Can't take another death. Yeah, well, according to uh, what we saw last week, uh, we're supposed to be introducing a new character at some point this season, so... Huh? I don't remember if we talked about it in this or FXL. Yeah, we, 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 we did last week. You know, we talked about Axel, so... You never know. Maybe Axel was that guy with the bazooka. A- Tyrese? That's what I meant. <laughs> Who's yeah. Axel? where I got Axel from. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Eddie Murphy. It's I was going to say, he's been watching Pokemon Scott. Really? Do it again. Do it again. You're Eddie Murphy laugh. Oh, 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 oh. You sound like a walrus. <laughs> That's how he sounds. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. All right. Well, now, now that we... Giggles. Now that the Walking Dead talk has been going on a little too long, now that we get the giggles, let's get into the dead decision. Dead decisions. This week's dead decision is brought to you by Giggles McGee. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. This is uh, I'm not normally like this. This doesn't normally happen to me. My dead decision is very complicated, and um, <clears throat> I hope it works. All right. <clears throat> Getting ready to read this here. Sorry, I had to pull it up. All right, guys. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. we go now. It's been four years since the outbreak first happened. The undead numbers continue to rise and hope remains to dwindle for survivors. Eighteen months ago, Rick and Lou fortified a small gated community with about 30 or so people and made it zombie-proof. Nice high fences, lookouts, uh, people guarding it at all times. Rick made himself leader of the group and said he would keep everyone safe. But about three months ago, Rick lost his family and everything went to hell. Lou had to step it up and tell Rick he was no longer in charge because he couldn't keep anyone safe. One night, a straggling, struggling Ryan Murphy, a fellow survivor from outside the gated community, came crashing in and asked Lou to let him in. Lou obliged and let Ryan Murphy in, but also let a ton of zombies in in the process that he couldn't see behind Ryan. The village was overrun, the community was taken over. People died, people were getting eaten by zombies, people were turning, and um, it was all because of Lou's choice to let Ryan into the gates. Rick said he would have left Ryan outside to die. Ryan tries to calm everyone down by saying he knows a place where there are people, or where there's people staying in a small area, lots of supplies, food, water, firearms, ammunition. He says it would be easy to overrun with the amount of people left in the gated community. With the last comment, Lou now is a little worried about Ryan and maybe not being the most trustworthy person to have in the community. But, <clears throat> sorry. Rick drags Ryan to a small shed at the end of the gates and Lou closely follows. The remaining villagers are awaiting impatiently for you guys to come out with a decision on what to do with a newfound survivor, Ryan. Here we go. Ryan, can you convince Rick and Lou not to kill you by whatever means you can, whether it be pleading, lying, begging... Or whatever you need to do. Lou, can you make a decision to side with your former leader to kill Ryan? Or do you want to spare a life to show hope for the rest of the community? But keep in mind, 
The locals of your community are split in half on what to do with Ryan. Your community has been found in always helping people and giving humanity a chance, but due to recent events, it seems like your community is dividing themselves into groups awaiting your decision. Will your decision affect your current living arrangements, and will it crumble after almost two years of work from this one Canadian person? Gentlemen, Racist. this is your dead decision. All right, Ryan, take off your shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I keep my bra on? No. No. Why are you wearing a bra? <laughs> Support. Um, it's a man's ear. <laughs> Can we move on? Yes. I don't like this. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry, but the zombies are behind me. I did not know. You guys need a faster shutting gate, but this is me on trial, so we'll... Uh, are you blaming we'll... the gate on you bringing zombies in here? I should kill you right now. Please. I Just listen. Hear me out. Okay. I know of this place. Um, you know, you are not going to survive here. You may have a gated community, but there's I don't see food or healthy water. We can go to this place. I know it. It's a great place. Uh, there's water. There's food. There, you could even build a gated community there, and you can get in there and be all hunky-dory. Just come on. Trust me. But what about I know the people that are there? People are there? People there? I don't know. I mean, it's just a place that I know of. I went there. I didn't see people that could have been sleeping. Maybe they'll be kind and considerate, like you people, and they'll let us in. They'll let us stay. Uh, you know, share. You know, you come expect on. Expect us to move the the remaining survivors we have in this community to wherever this magical place is of yours. All right. Here's what we do. You've already taken me aside. That's great. I love the face-to-face we're having here. We leave them here, okay? Face to knife pretty soon. They're safe. <laughs> and then we go to this place, put the knife away. Uh, it's very sharp. Um, we'll go to the place. We'll scout it out. And once you guys are certain, no, bring everybody. That's a bad idea. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so what makes you think I won't kill you once we find it safe? Did you, get, did you get southern all of a sudden? <laughs> hey, Ryan. What? Yes. Bang! Whoa! 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 What? Lou? What just happened? I think Lou just had like a a, a paper bag that he blew into, and I'm still, still alive. <laughs> Lou no. just shot you in the face! Wow, Lou Page putting into that. Come on. What the reasoning behind that, Lou? What's your reasoning? Well, he's giving us too many different stories. He's obviously not telling us the truth. First, he's trying to get the leaders of the community away. Then he's trying to get us all away. There's no proof of what he's talking about. And if there was shelter there, then why did he show up at our gates? And he's crazy enough to blame it on the gate. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the effects on the community, though? Like the people that say, you know, we don't kill living or whatever. What do you get tell them? The fuck out. <laughs> you don't like it? Leave. <laughs> wow. Hey, huh. okay. Well, Lou is apparently the most badass person on the planet now. <laughs> Me and Lou make a good team. Yeah, you guys have everybody dies. Still telling you it was the gate, man. Ryan, you're dead. What are you talking for? Uh zombie. I like that one. That was on your shirt. That was pretty good. That was a good ending. Lou, you surprised the hell out of me. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of happy endings when it comes oh when it comes to that decision. Um so what? Nothing. <laughs> you were gonna say something about my shirt. No, I said hey now to your happy endings. I know, that's why I stopped myself. But anyways, um, it's nice to have, even if it involves me getting shot in the face, it's nice to have a, you know, not a expected outcome. 
It's nice to know that my killing everybody influence has finally seeped into this podcast. I think we still need to play Left 4 Dead together again to kind of explore how we've changed over the last ten episodes. I'll still shoot you in the face. (laughs) Bad people. Yes. All right. Well, that was a great dead decision. I think next week is Lou's. He's Lou, right? Yes, yep. I think so. Correct. All right, so we expect something amazing from you, Lou, master of zombies, the zombie lord who's busy. <laughs> hey, hey, now. <laughs> All right. I didn't get that Ryan, at first. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're at the end of the show, Ryan, why don't you tell people where they can find us? I will try. Um, first of all, Without I a shirt to... on. <sighs> Thank God this isn't a video podcast. Um ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com. It's where all the awesomeness happens. Um, you'll find our show links to our social networks, email us. And speaking of which, you can email us at info at ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com. We will read your emails on the show, questions, uh, suggestions, whatever. Just send them in. We have yet to get a, a, a slice of listener feedback, so please send something in. That's me begging. Yeah. Um, Twitter, Zombies Podcast, Facebook, Facebook.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Uh, we're doing great over there. Come join the community. And just a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. Uh, you can find him at starcrossedonline.com and he is the brains behind our uh, lovely iTunes artwork and website banner. So check him out. Sweet. Well, that was Zombies Ate My Podcast for this week. For me, Bob, Ryan, and Lou, remember. Whether they're zombies or Ryan, always shoot them in the brain. Jesus. I'm sorry, Ryan. Bang. It's all right. It's oh, again. That's what you get twilight, for liking Twilight. Twilight, 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 Twilight. Don't do it I was doing it in the break room at work. Oh, okay. Twilight. I don't know. I don't like doing dishes. Lay off. Why are you laughing now? <laughs> guys, guys, come on. Why are we laughing? This is all wrong. Okay. All these knitting needles <laughs> that are literally like a foot Sorry. and a half long. Luke, that? that was racist. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. What? I don't want to be laughing at. <laughs> I always just laugh. How is that racist? It just sounds wrong. I'm sorry. I must be tired. I, Lou, I apologize. I was trying not to laugh. It's all right. My wife, my well, wife, Ashley knits as well. Is that a, is that? I'm going to have to edit that okay. out again. Both of you need to. You don't to. need to edit that. It's fine. You guys are just laughing at something silly that I don't get, but it's okay. Oh, I, I think we'll explain it off air. And then you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll explain it when it's not being recorded. Yeah, I'm not going to explain Continue it. with their story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>